back at Verisage Symposium Day 2. They've just heard the commercial from uh, Gray Kite. We get more feedback about the commercial than we do about the show. So <laughs> what, he, what he says about the book must be true. <laughs> Actually. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, next up, is John Chisholm. I've had the privilege of uh, spending great amount of time with not... Um, duration, not effort, uh, certainly with, with uh, John down in Australia. Uh, even had the wonderful opportunity to stay with he and his wife at his house uh, a couple of years ago. We had, uh, and, and last time, visited a great winery. Oh, which, so when you're in Australia, <laughs> this is the guy to get hooked up with. We've had uh, some really great chats on the phone, and um, I just I love the way this guy thinks. So uh, John Chisholm, all right, welcome. Thank you, Ed. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Is this on? No? Yep. Okay. Um, thank you, everyone. I, I guess you can, those that are here for the first time, you can sort of see, can't you, listening to Chris and Tim and yesterday, the other fellows and even yourselves, why um, I just love being part of this Ferris Age community. So I think, you know, I've been you know, lucky enough to be a fellow here since 2011. Um, and I think it's it's absolutely wonderful, um, you know, the changes that you're each making, not only to certainly change my life, but, you know, change um, to, um, um, to businesses out there. So, you know, thank you to my fellow fellows for that. Um, clearly, it was only Sean that got the memo that dress bring you, you know, dress like you did at your own Bucks party um, when you got married, so I apologise for um, what I'm wearing. Um, I've had the pleasure of, as Ed said, working with Ed with a number of clients, working with Ron with, um, you know, ex extensively, um, and, and Tim Williams, um, certainly in Australia, and, you know, other places around the world. In fact, Ron, this time last year, we're in Bogota. Now, I've done a couple of these dead talk, debt talks in recent years and it's sort of been, um, you know, hanging it on Ron a bit. So Ron said to me, yeah, please, John, just be a bit mature this year and um, don't hang it on me. And, and you know, it, it's just so great watching El Duce grovel. Um, <laughs> and I sure, Ron. Um, but I do want to talk a bit about... The Bogota. This time last year, we were literally in Bogota, Colombia. Now, Ed, they have coffee in Colombia. They really do. It says it's their largest legal export, and um, it is terrific. Uh, and it was. And Ron and I were there for 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 a few days. And I just have a couple of pitch of um, to show you. Um, here's Ron addressing the partners at the Bogota law firm. Um, <laughs> Uh, he, such a hit. Look, uh, the photo's a bit misleading. There, there were a couple of people um, <laughs> there. Uh, this guy walked in off the street and, and no, he, he just loved it. Um, can't, can't understand English, but you know, he, he loved Ron. Um, this was me addressing the team at the... Um, No, no, look, you shouldn't feel bad. I, I just thought we have to get a balance here because, you know, everyone thinks that Ron does... You know, Ron makes mistakes too. Um, uh, that was our driver that took... Uh, well, it didn't take me, took Ron to the airport uh, in, in Bogota. 
Oh. I'm going to talk a bit about... I know Ron's been incredibly busy this year, as, as, as you all know, and I, I think Ron, I can tell everyone, Ron's been working on a book, been researching, and is this going to be your... Is it your eighth or ninth book, Ron? Still a long way behind Matthew Burgess, I might add. Um, uh, so, anyway, Ron's been working, researching this book for most of this year, so, you know, we are very privileged that you could, you know, give it time to be here this weekend. I think it's being launched just before Christmas for the, for the Christmas buyers. Um, so, um, it, and I had the, had the opportunity of reading, Ron sent me the manuscript, and look, of all Ron's books, I have to say, this is the one that is, you know, has got the most passion, you can see the research is, is so deep, and, and I would thoroughly recommend when it, when it, when it is launched um, in, in December, that you get, you know, get a hold of it. Uh, I Ron can tell us where, um, you know, where it is, and Ron's done a, you know, incredible amount with the professions, um, changing the, the, the mindset of the accounting profession and the legal profession, uh, IT, bookkeepers, um, advertising profession, um, all that sort of stuff. So in this book, Ron moved on, did his research to move on to another profession, um, to move them away from the billable hour. So Ron's new book... <laughs> and I can tell you that... The length he went to for the research in this book, you have to get hold of it. Now, I, I, I think it's available from all good R-rated bookstores uh, or pretzel men on corner streets or something. Um, but, you know, Ron, Ron, Ron can tell you. But, um, you know, it is incredible. Now, Ron has an appendices to, um, to this book, of course. Um, so um, there's a link. The photos are available. <laughs> at www.baker4x.com. Uh, I, I also had, you know, the photos. Now, if, if you thought those black swan bookkeepers' tattoos were amazing... <laughs> ..you should see some, you know, the big V, the Verisage V, on some of Ron's clients here. Um, Ron Baker was here, is, you know, but, um, so, uh, I, I don't, I, I think it, I think you, the book launch is in Vegas, it is at 2am in the morning, um, probably the first time book launch, um, you see at that time, but, um, yep, yeah, just out for the Christmas rush, so, um, you know, buy some for your families, I'm sure, sure you'll love it. Um, oh, that's Ron, um talking to me about the effing debate. Those of you who don't know the efficiency-effectiveness debate, that's me and Dexter listening to Ron <laughs> talking about the <laughs> effing debate. Um, I do want to be serious for a moment. And I know you're not going to believe me, but I, I do want to be serious. And I, it, this is at a different level. I just want to talk about two things that... I'm quite passionate, quite passionate about, and things over 40 years of sort of being, you know, middly in the in the legal profession, which equates to about two years in the real world. But um, there are a couple of things 
I've found. And I think, I know this is, you know, pretty basic, but I honestly believe of all the firms I've worked with or be part of or, or, or seen, the better firms do the simple things consistently well. And, you know, I, I, it, innovation is fantastic and we should all innovate and the technology and a whole range of things, you know, the strategies we're doing. But I have to say, I can't tell you how many firms that I've gone into where something about the simple things that, I don't know, we lost it at some stage. You know, even some of the, you know, when I go into firms, I try and speak, you know, speak to the staff, speak to the team members. You find out a lot more about an organisation when you speak to the team members, I have to say, than when you speak to the owners of the firm. And I'm talking about, you know, the most basic things, you know, people saying thank you. You know, you got me a, a hello, those sorts of things. And I, this is not meant to be, and I know it's not MBA stuff, but when I, when I see firms that, you know, why isn't their strategy successful? Why, you know, aren't they innovative? Why aren't they doing, why can't they get the team together? Why have they got to sack people? All that, a lot of it gets back to they're just not doing the simple things consistently well. And it is, it's it's part of that culture that we we all have or your clients have, you've, you've, if you're part of firms that, that they have. But, you know, I... I really do there's something even even on the pricing side of it my dad taught me when when you know I was a trainee lawyer and article clerk in those days in the in the late 70s and the way he he didn't call it pricing but the way he taught me was um, I think every you know he'd ha have have in his room a pile of fi files and um, he would pick up file cursory cursory look at it and then he'd ring the client and he'd say Hi, Mr. Baker. It's Don Chisholm here. Your matter's finished. Da da da. How do you think we went? Um, we're happy. You know, satisfied. Da da da. Now, if Mr. Baker said, "Yep, incredibly happy," he probably said, "Well, pleased of that because we put our best and brightest on you on your case, and you know, or I hope you're sitting down because the you know it's going to cost you. This is what the fee is. Da da da. And then he sent out a bill. Sometimes perhaps more than sometimes, when he rang a client and said, hi, Mr Baker, it's Don Chisholm here, see, matter's finished, how did we go? Are you happy, you know, with what we did? And they said, mm, still waiting for your son to return my phone call, or which yeah, was not <laughs> quite ringing. Um, in his own mind, he sort of lowered the price. Now, he didn't think in that way, and we wouldn't, and I know it's not value pricing, it's probably what we would call, Ron, you know, value billing. But the point about it is he never... He never, ever sent out a legal bill, and to this day, and he'll be 19 next year, um, he retired from, from the firm uh, when he was 85. Actually, he doesn't say he was retired. He said he was pushed out, and he's still smarting about, about that. <laughs> um, but he never, he never, ever sent out a bill without ringing a client first. Now, I don't know, maybe your experiences are different to me, different to the legal profession, but sometime we, we, somehow we lost that. If we did nothing else, or if your clients, some of your clients, at least you know, my clients in the legal profession, accounting profession, did nothing else but you know, spoke to their client about the tax invoice, about the bill before they sent it out, even if regrettably they were billing by time, I know. It, the clients would be their clients would be would be much happier. You know, I don't know. Our parents, my dad, would probably call that just 
common sense, common courtesy. Where did we lose that? Did we lose it? Is it only... Because I can tell you, you go into a, a law firm or a large law firm or a large accounting firm on the last couple of days of the month and it's, it's bedlam, you know. Partners are there doing all the adjustments to their timesheets and looking at what their budget was and how, what they got to do to, you know, get to it and all that sort of stuff. You know, oh, and they forget to, you know, ring the client. Usually the client suffers bill shock. There's still, bill shock is rife in the legal profession and the accounting profession at the top end of town. It's getting better, I have to say, but it's, it's still out there. Um, the second thing is, and it's my, and, and Chris spoke about, you know, his why. This is my why, influencing motivated professionals to make a difference. Now, you know, when I first read the, you know, Simon Sinek stuff and spent a lot of time with Tim Williams, and it is hard. It was really hard for me, and I suspect, you know, may well change my why. But one thing I learned, when I first met, you know, the late, great Paul O'Byrne and then Ron, you know, Ron Baker and then... Um, um, Paul Kennedy and all the rest of the fellow, you know, I was just blown away. It was my aha moment, value-based pricing, and I thought, geez, if a, if a dummy like me can, can get it, you know, we change firms, we can change the world. You know, this is back in 2005, 2006, 2007. Guess what? Can't. And, and I, I realised I can't, and, you know, with due respect, I don't care how good Ron Baker or Tim Williams is as consultants, unless you have customers that are already motivated, you can't, you know, what's that Simon Sinek, you know, um, employ people that are motivated and inspire them. I think it works with our customers as, as well. And I used to go out and, and, you know, be speaking about value-based pricing to clearly potential customers, because I wanted business, particularly when I first started in the consulting area, that... Um, um, they were just not motivated, or they weren't motivated to do what, or they were motivated in different ways um, to what I was. And it can, can kill you. It used to really worry me as a, as a professional. Now, you know, I look, I think, you know, developing that talent to find out that whether my potential customers are, are motivated or not. And I guess the other thing I'd say too, um, and this perhaps I'm just a lousy consultant, but I honestly believe unless you have... Um, uh, you know, someone who's committed, you know, an internal champion within your customer to believe what you believe, you've got Buckley's chance in really making a sustainable change to your clients, or at least that's been, been my experience. So, um, yeah, it, it is just something. And, and I, I, I can only be an influencer, just like when, you know, we talk about value pricing, you, you know, Client sees the value. At best, it's in the client's perception of value. At best, we can do is influence their perception of value. The best I can do is influence some motivated professionals that there is a better way of practicing their craft. There is a better opportunities out there. There is, is a better way of looking after and, as Chris was talking about, caring for their clients. And I honestly believe the Verisage principles, the principles that we all believe in is that much better way. Um, finally, I would love it one day that um, I know I had to bring all the Aussies over here to, um, um, to Allen, Texas. As my daughter Erin keeps telling me, it isn't Dallas, Dad. No, it's not, not, not Dallas. 
Um, so, but um, you know, which which is fantastic. We would love to have you though come to Australia, and I know you're going. Yeah, yeah, it's just so far. It's just so far. Well, it's on a plane. You you, you tell me you don't care about time. So what's <laughs> what's 16 or 24 hours between friends. So, love to have you come. Um, we, w- we, would, we would treat you to, you know, our conference facilities in, in the outback. Um, this, this, this was a conference, um, went to the, um, the other day. Uh, so, you know, come along, come to Australia and enjoy and love to see you there one day. But um, thank you again to all my fellow fellows for allowing me to be part of this. All right, John Chisholm.